And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. All right, legends. Welcome back to 2021, dude. What a time to be alive. Exciting stuff. It's a new year, and it's not a new me. Because if it's not broken, why would you fix it, okay? Dude, New Year's resolutions are for nerds and people who stay in on Friday nights, okay? My only New Year's resolution is to watch every single episode of Friends on Netflix. Has anyone noticed that Friends is actually unbelievable? I've just started watching Friends, dude. You want to hit 2021 with a pace behind you? You want to hit 2021 aggressively? You knock over between 12 to 13 episodes of Friends a day. Okay, that's called a work ethic where I'm from. But dude, the future is bright. I'm very excited. Um, first episode back of the year. Wow. What can we expect from this great podcast in 2021? Shitloads of Billy D, that's for sure. Maybe some guests. I was going to buy um, a second microphone. And then I was going to say I got busy over the break, but I was actually locked down for the whole Christmas and New Year break. You would not read about it, okay? Now, I'm not saying God hates rich white people, but that's what it seems like. After only the northern beaches of Sydney was locked down for the Christmas New Year period, okay? I don't think a single poor person was affected by the latest COVID cluster, which I personally don't agree with. Um, you know, this is Sydney. The poor aren't supposed to get ahead, okay? You know, you think, oh, yeah, I want to I wanna earn 43 grand and still have a great life. Awesome, dude. Move to Brisbane, okay? So really disappointed in the coronavirus for the... Um, for locking down one of Sydney's most affluent areas, where I live, might I say. Um, and it wasn't fair, but here we are again. The thing about this lockdown that was so weird was last lockdown, I mean, great times. April, May, I had the fringe, I had the blonde tips, dude. I was, I was a bit rabid, you know, um, and it was exciting. It was new. We were all in it together as they say on my company billboard. But this one was weird because I'm locked down here on the Northern Beaches. You drive 25 minutes south, pubs were cranking, people were licking each other, doing illegal drugs, some of them. I saw some of the Snapchats. I saw some of the Snapchats. Um, so it was just bizarre. Like 20 minutes away, you can just be living the, the greatest life of all time. But God forbid your parents work hard and buy a beautiful house on the northern beaches, we all get punished. Because some bloke, some pilot, I mean, as if pilots had a tough enough year now. Now I really dislike pilots. And I liked them before. But some pilot got off his plane and started fucking licking everyone within 10 square kilometers of him. And I've got to pay the price. Now, is that fair? I personally don't think so. I personally don't think so. But still, dude, I mean, I got to say, even though we were locked down, it was pretty fucking fun. If you want to get locked down, you better get locked down in a freaking house with four of your best mates. Only way to do it. It also rained every day here in Sydney over the Christmas New Year period. My mum consistently brought up that it was apparently the weather system La Nina. 
think she'd just been on news.com.au earlier that day and she's now a freaking meteorologist so that's okay it's good for my dad's garden so he didn't give a shit and uh and yeah here we are 2021 i'm ready i'm excited uh let's crack into a few yarnaroos oh dude yeah we had some almighty sprays from the old couple over the lockdown period i will say um obviously i think you could have like five people over but we already live with five people dude that's called a running start okay so you know we have three four people over dude it's cranking here we're pushing double figures we're the cops around twice okay and a third time where our neighbor ryan knocked at the front door pretending to be the cops you know that's pretty fun that's pretty fun except i freaking ran into the closet and hid for about 20 minutes but anyway it's just a joke as he said so anyway um yeah we had some almighty sprays from the old couple they actually accused us of ruining christmas at one point the old couple over the back said we were ruining christmas it's like sweet it's a worldwide pandemic london's back into a full lockdown we're in lockdown no one can see their family no one can see their friends you know christmas hams seem to be more expensive than ever before i noticed the one i got was 80 dollars I personally can test whether a, a, a pig that's alive could cost $80. How much does one pig go for? A live pig. If I just want to freaking put a leash on a pig and just sort of get about town, just let people know who's who and what's what with my beautiful pet pig. How much does that cost? I'm thinking 60 bucks. I'm not paying more than 60 bucks for an alive pig. They make weird noises and they got shit chat. So you mean to tell me that a dead half pig is $80? I don't know, Woolworths. I like to speak to one of those farmers you fucking have been downtroddening. But anyway. What was I saying? Oh yeah, so the old couple said we they go, we're trying to enjoy our Christmas, but it's every fucking night. It's every night. Just shut up. Just shut the fuck up. It's every night. And it's like it's like, yeah, sweet. Because me and Mac are freaking being a bit loud on the back patio. Christmas is ruined. Can you see your kids this Christmas? They probably don't care. Probably don't have kids. I imagine the old man's sperm is weak. That that guy, the old man's sperm would have the energy of someone at a bus stop who's just missed their bus. That'd be them waiting to impregnate his wife. Just like, oh, fuck. Well, what are we going to do now? You know? So the old couple suck. Um, and yeah. So we're locked down for Christmas. Felt like communist Russia at times, but overall, i got to say the vibe was pretty good. Um, I don't know what you did with your Christmas holidays. I personally took a lot of narcotics, which um, i got to say did a lot of heavy lifting, re the vibe during lockdown. So thanking them. Um, but yeah, some highlights of the lockdown include um, my roommate slash cousin Danny. We, we rewatched Blue Water High during the lockdown, dude. Possibly the greatest Australian TV show of all time we watched blue water high and dude blue water high cranks so hard like i love it so much um fly heath edge oh god some fantastic characters um i think a lot of young men found out they were in fact straight when they saw perry in a bikini like jesus christ how can you have a chick that hot in a show that's g-rated with some of these bikinis i'll tell you what Put a PG on it. Let the lads know that Perry's about to come around the corner. You know? 
I mean, I think a lot of people found out they were asexual when they looked at Anna, the German chick. Not attractive. Not attractive at all. Okay? And also that accent. Oh, I, I love to Easter bond with my kids or whatever. I don't even know how to do her voice, but it's fucking shit house. Um, so we're watching Blue to High. Danny thought it was a fucking documentary. And it took him like five episodes to work it out. It's not a documentary. We're like five episodes into season one and Danny goes, so like, did any of these guys like kick on after the show and like make it on the pro tour? Me and Maka look at each other. We're like, sorry? And he goes like, after the after they go to the academy, did any of them like get famous as pro surfers? He thought Solar Blue was a real surf academy and that this was like a real show and that there was two actual wildcard spots onto the pro tour. Dead set, switch the fuck on, Danny. <laughs> 2021 is here, mate, okay? And it's going to have your number if you fucking keep throwing absolute garbage like that. So that was embarrassing for him. Another highlight, I watched Click, but I was way too high. Has anyone seen Click? Dude, Click is the saddest movie on the planet. You think it's, you know, he gets the remote, he's slowing shit down, he's speeding it up, pause. That chick with the massive jugs runs past and he slows it down. It's humorous stuff, okay? Then he starts skipping all of the most important moments of his family life. And his wife leaves him and his son becomes a workaholic and he gets like cancer or something. And he's like, family first. It is fucking terrifying, dude. Terrifying. I remember I saw Click in the cinemas. Like in year... Dude, I swear to God, the only two times in my life that I went to the cinemas with a girl... Like, when I was in, like, year seven and eight, high school, I watched Bridge to Terabithia and Click. They're still, like, the only movies I will guarantee cry at every time. And the first time I saw them, I was, like, 13, trying to impress girls. Okay? Now, I don't know what a 13-year-old girl is thinking on a date, but I don't think she's going to be too thrilled when her date is crying into his popcorn because that chick from Bridge to Terabithia drowned. Okay? You can't just segue from going, she was too young. No. To freaking trying to get your first kiss at age 13. That's a tough segue to make. I'm sure someone like Shane Warne could make that segue. But a young Billy D, I think I had a short haircut at the time. No chance. Absolutely no chance. So, yeah, dude, Click was... Oh, so sad. And the worst part was, freaking, I'm crying my eyes out. Just as, like, the film ends, Adam, who was watching it with me, wakes up. He slept through the whole sad part that teaches you about life, you know, and cherish every moment. Family first, as Adam Sandler says. As he slept through that whole part, he just saw the funny stuff where the dog was rooting the freaking teddy bear on fast forward. It's like, mate, we all want to watch the teddy bear get rooted on fast forward. But then you've got to, you've got to strap in for the life lessons after. So, disappointing from Adam. Uh, they were two of the, two of the highlights. Um, now, here's a Yanaru for you. Um, so, maybe December 27 or something in that weird part. Um, we got super under the influence of some weed cookies. 
because um, we bought about 40 weed cookies before the lockdown just to have them around the house, you know, in case company come over. But then we get locked down, dude. Doesn't take a genius to work this out. Um, so we get super high, go up to the Indian restaurant and the Indian restaurant is packed. Uh, we like, there's Uber Eats orders going out the door because the whole place is locked down. I don't know why we're allowed to go to a restaurant just looking back. But you could go to a restaurant, but you had to like socially distance from the other tables. But yeah. Uh, I think maybe there was reduced restrictions around the Christmas day period. Something like that. Anyway, so we're at this restaurant. Samos has a beautiful new $250 Akubra that he got for Christmas. Our mate Sean is wearing the Akubra. He comes to dinner with us. Samos goes to dinner at his brother's place. But Sean's still got the Akubra on. It's a beautiful hat, this one. Black. Uh, it would be worn by, like, the, the evil cowboy in a film. That's how cool it is. The guy whose horse is black, and he's an outlaw. And you can't tame him, girls, no matter how much you want to. That's the sort of hat I'm talking about, dude. This hat bangs. And we go to this restaurant. Um, the mugging we receive for the next two and a half hours is insane we we receive rice and like two out of the 24 curries we ordered we're literally there for two and a half hours and we're still waiting on like 80 mm, percent of our order and we're hammered anyway one of the lads suggests we leave because the service is just unacceptable the old dine and dash as it were and there's uber drivers like piled up out the front like the these guys are so behind on their orders. It looks like it's like nine thirty. It looks like we'll be uh, we'll be eating our final curry at like midnight at this point. So the boys do a runner. Shameful stuff. Probably the worst thing I did in twenty twenty. I do regret it. I'm not endorsing the dine and dash. Uh, I felt terrible afterwards. And as soon as we as soon as we walked out, um, it started raining, and we had to walk home in the rain. So there's some you know there's a, some proverbial karma for you. Okay, no one is above the law. Um, so we do the old dine and dash and it starts raining. We're so still hammered. It was BYO. And, uh, we finally, we finally get home, like drenched, feeling quite, you know, like, oh, shouldn't have done that. But, you know, the world keeps on ticking. We crack a beer, big bash is on. Oh, we also watched like a full big bash game at the Indian restaurant on one of the lads' phones. Like, we watched two innings. That's how long we were there for. Um, there's another Big Bash game on. Dude, thanking the Big Bash, by the way, for keeping my mental health in check over the last three weeks. Dude, I reckon if they played Big Bash year-round, the suicide rate would go down by, like, 20%. How can you fucking off yourself when you've got a same-game multi on the Hurricanes versus the Thunder? I've got freaking Darcy Short to score 20, including a 6. And he's opening the batting in the first innings, dude. I'm not going anywhere, you know? But I love the Big Bash. And uh, so, we get back from this this dine and or dash. Samos gets back from his dinner. We tell him the story. Laughs. It's all laughs. Anyway, Samos goes to Sean. Anyway, mate, you got my Akubra? And we go, oh, fuck. We go, Sean, where's the Akubra? I think we might have left it. We got a bus home in the end. I think he might have left it on the bus. He goes, no, no, no. It's at the Indian restaurant. We just went to Indian. And Samos is like, he goes, well, mate, you better fucking go get it. It's a $300 hat. And Sean's like, I can't go get it. 
And Samo, Samo's just furious. He's like, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, why can't you get it? And Sean's like, oh, we just did a dine and dash. We can't go back there. And Samo's is like, mate, what the fuck? And then our other mate, Axel, is laughing his head off. And Samo says, no, we all took a weed cookie. So Samo's is like, got Axel. He's like, why are you laughing, mate? What's so fucking funny? Hey, you want to laugh at my face about my Akubra? You fucking cunt. Like just blowing up, blowing up. And, uh, and then so, so Sean's like, mate, we can't go back to the Akubra. So now we're like, fuck, like we're going to have to pay $300 for Sabo's new hat. Uh, Sean's like, so how many? He's like, I'll give you 75 bucks, but that's it, dude. I can't afford a $300 hat. Samo's is blowing up. So then eventually, Samo's drives back up to the Indian restaurant, ready to be like, mate, give me this hat, like ready to throw down with the guy. Anyway, it's been about 20 minutes since we were there. The hat's still on the table. Like no one had been out of the kitchen yet. Like there was no, there was no front of house service at all. There was just like three people in the kitchen. So like 20 minutes has gone by, maybe half an hour. No one from the kitchen has come out yet. The hat's still sitting on the table. So Samo's just took the hat and left. All's well that ends well. The lads live to fight another day. How good's that? What a come from behind tale. Thanking the extremely poor service at Siraj's Indian. So thanking all. But yeah, so that was probably, that was a good story, but also probably the worst thing I did in 2020. I will say I do not endorse the dine and dash. Um... Because you can dash from the restaurant, but you, I'll tell you what you can't dash from, your conscience. And that's today's lesson. <laughs> oh, dude. But, um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, New Year's, dude. New Year's cranked, like, uh, went down to Manly and the cops, like, turned a blind eye. Like, everyone was just, there must have been like 2,000 people down there. Uh, the cops turned a blind eye till about 9 p.m., they moved everyone on. The cops were doing that thing where they're like, hey guys, don't worry. I drink beers in my free time too. <laughs> you know, so pretty good. Pretty good for the cops. The cops came over here a couple of times during the lockdown. Some, what about this? Some narc. Okay. So I got the hiccups. Some narc walked past our house. We're in the front room playing pool with a couple of friends over. And you're allowed to have five friends over at the time. Um, some narc from the street called the cops on us. Just a walk by. Saw like six blokes in the window and called the cops. Who, what, what sort of vigilante justice is this where you've just got your phone at the ready, fucking triple zero dialed, just ready to hit call. Just walk on the streets, you know? What is this, the neighborhood watch? Yet fucking narcs, dude narcs everywhere and uh luckily uh, well like i will say luckily for us the neighbors to the left are running an illegal import export business out of their garage um because i know for a fact they'd want to call the cops on us but i don't think they want the fuzz sniffing around whatever body parts they're selling in that thing so so we're lucky usually we're in the front room the old guy out the back can't hear us and it's all kosher but yeah new year's cranked um I mean, no great stories. We did a race day for my birthday. My birthday is January 3rd every year. Um, we did a race day on January 2nd because all the pubs were closed. And the race day is where we all dress up in suits and pretend we're at the races. But here's the key. We're actually in our living room. But that's kind of the fun of the day. We're not actually at the races. 
but we pretend. And we actually got up like 250 bucks each, which was sensational. Um, Maka put me in a guillotine jujitsu choke and I blacked out, which did sort of mar the night slightly. Um, but apart from that, a great time. And then I woke up on my actual birthday and lockdown was lifted. The pubs were back open. So that's momentum. Okay, I went to the pub. Was just going to go for lunch and a couple of beers, but then there was a real vibe around the community, uh, re the lockdown coming up. So the pub started to crank. I started to crank with it. I forgot I had my annual call, my birthday call from Nan. I answered that call with about 10 beers under my belt and spoke to her for about 35 minutes. I imagine the conversation was quite confronting for her, re some of the topics I brought up. Um, but overall, she was in good spirits. Uh, you know, people in Perth, you guys don't know how fucking lucky you are, bloody licking each other over there and stuff. I was locked down for Christmas. Un-Australian, I believe. What is this, communist Russia? No. No, it's not. But yeah, so... Next day, I will say, dude, so I'm 26 now. 26. Um, what I will say, here's a tip. I will say, don't take shitloads of MDMA on New Year's Eve two days before your 26th birthday. 26th birthday, because when that birthday comes around, you're going to have some pretty serious voices. Okay? You don't want to be turning 26 and coming down on the same day. Because it's just like, it's not great. Okay? It's not great. You're just like, I was like, I woke up, I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm a pisshead. Oh no, I need to get a real job. But then that passes. Thank God. <laughs> give, give, give that 36 hours and you'll be back to thinking you're the fucking man. Woo. So quite exciting stuff. Um, but 26, dude, I don't know. I'm 27 next year. I'm not sure about that. 27 is grim, dude. But 26, I didn't like it, but now I'm starting to, the shoulders are a bit loose. The thing with me is I get better pretty much every year. That's that's the, the great thing about life. You know, if you if you take me at 19 compared to me at 26, dude, I mean, I'm cranking now compared to that. I can almost grow a beard. Um, I've got maybe two more party shirts than I had then. Um, I have, you know, four or five great mates, whereas when I was 19, I probably had probably just a four. So, you know... Dude, time keeps on flying. And I think every year you just become less of a pelican. You know, every year you just round the edges a bit. Every year you just sort of freaking, you know, keep going in the right direction, um, I guess. I mean, this time last year I was in the great city of Perth, Australia. Or maybe I was going to go there, you know, and I was doing comedy and stuff. And now I'm sort of still doing that. But... I don't know. I guess I'm sort of looking for some sort of poetic moment where I became a better person at 26, but maybe I didn't. But I guess that's the other thing. Every year you become a little bit less of a pelican, but also you're still 99% the same pelican. So that's life, brother. That is life. I don't know. 26 feels pretty good, I think. But I tell you what, I woke up uh, last Friday. I had a full dance card. I had like beers. I had lunch beers and then with my mate Freddie and then I had afternoon beers with some workmates and then I had 
um, my delayed birthday dinner uh, with my family because they we weren't able to have a birthday dinner the previous weekend due to the lockdown. So then I had a birthday dinner, which I rolled into blind and um, and then went to the pub after that and then a bit of a kick-ons. And then I wake up 7 a.m. Saturday morning, my alarm's going off. Went to bed at like 3.30. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it was Monday. I thought work was back on. And then I realized, I remembered earlier in the week, I had said yes to playing a game of fourth grade cricket. What was I thinking? And it was on the other side of Sydney as well. So that was a nightmare. I get into the car somehow, get all my shit together, go to the server, get like a sausage roll, like a liter of Red Bull. Doing about 150 to this game because I'm still intoxicated. Dude, one of the worst days of my life. Not only on the cricket field, but as a person. Um, it was about 39 million degrees. I was down to about seven. Okay. Now, tell me, does Juventus play Cristiano Ronaldo on the bench? Or do they play him at attacking midfield? I think that question answers itself. So why I was down to bat at seven is personally beyond me. Um, I've got more natural talent than you've had wheat bicks and I'm possibly the greatest player to never play for Australia. So that was ridiculous. I'm so hungover. I can barely keep my eyes open. I am in at seven. It is a raging green top. They've got some, some guy bowling way too quick for fourth grade. Um, we proceed to lose four for 20. I'm in next. Okay. I'm in next, and this is like the eighth over, and I'm so hungover. I'm just like, God, I'm about to die. Anyway, the next partnership goes for the next 45 overs. It's a one-day game, next 40 overs. I then got dropped from seven to eight to put some freaking pelican in ahead of me. I think he was about 15 years old. I ended up batting for two balls. Got a gentleman's two not out, I will say. So the average is intact. Um, but yeah, we got 190. They proceeded to absolutely destroy us. I think they got one for 190 while I just stood at first slip, just fucking waiting for it to be over. You know, when you're losing by so much, you're just waiting for it to be over. That was us. They were like none for 80 off like six overs. Jesus Christ. What a horrendous game of cricket. What a horrendous time to be alive. And that's pretty much everything I've got up to during lockdown, dude. I mean... Do I wish I had more stories? Yes. Yes, I do. But most of the stories are just like, I'm in my house, you know? I'm in the house. Um, but we went, we went to the beach heaps, but that's just wholesome content, you know? Do you want to hear about the time I went to the beach and then got a really nice breakfast after with some of my close friends? And we walked along, and even though it was raining, we thought, do you know what? We're still lucky. You know, we're still lucky to live in a great city. Surrounded by great people. Who, who, what do we feel like for lunch? Maybe should we get, get a barbecue? And then we had a nice barbecue and watched the cricket. Had a couple of beers. You know, that's wholesome stuff. It's good for my self-esteem. I don't think it's good podcast content though. Um, but yeah, we're swinging back in now. So this weekend, uh, pubs are back open. I'll be inside the open pubs. And uh, I mean, the podcast will go back to writing itself. But yeah, a little bit stale this week. Um, but those are the breaks in this crazy world we call Earth. Thank you. Okay, um, just to wrap up now, um, just going to do a little bit of cricket banter. 
I know not everyone like likes cricket, I should say. Um, but if you do, keep on listening. If you don't, catch you next week, dude. So the cre- the cricket, dude. The cricket has been so fucking good. Australia versus India, it's cranking. It's absolutely, it's cranking. Um, I think if you listen to my last cricket wrap up, I was pretty much right about everything, except Will Pukowski is in fact an absolute weapon. Okay. Um, it looks like he's going to miss the next test anyway, but I was pretty much right about everything else. So here's the thing, dude. So Tim Payne calls Ravi Ashwin a dickhead, says, I can't wait to see you in Brisbane. At least my teammates like me. I've got more Indian friends than you. Everyone's blowing up at Tim Payne. He had to apologize. And here's the thing, dude. People want to have their cake and eat it too. People want to have like crazy fucking insane test cricket where the pressure's through the roof and oh my God, like this is going down to the wire. And then they also want like no emotion whatsoever. They want like that wholesome, that stupid wholesome banter when they clearly tell the players the stump mic is on and Manus Labashane is like, hey, what's your favorite color, dude? Woohoo! Dude, fuck that, okay? Everyone's a hypocrite. I don't know why cricketers are held to a higher standard than everyone else as well. You would never put a freaking stump mic on a rugby league player or a soccer player, you know, or pretty much any other sport. You know, this gentleman's game people are talking about. I think that existed in freaking, in a posh area in England in like 1883, okay? It's test cricket. I don't want fucking a gentleman's game and everyone saying good luck and cheerio and and freaking, oh, good shot, Ravi, you're the best. You know, as long as we're having fun. Dude, he, who gives a shit? They're on millions of dollars a year. I want blood in the water. You know? Everyone's a freaking hypocrite, dude. Like, like no one's ever made a mistake. As if calling someone a dickhead even is a mistake. Okay? If it never got caught on the stump mic, no one would know. Like, blokes want to go out and fucking cheat on their wives. And then on the Monday be like, oh, Steve Smith using sandpaper. Absolutely reprehensible, mate absolutely reprehensible you know so it's like mate fuck everyone mate, get off your high horse the australian public and all these former players what what's going on with former players being narcs like michael vaughan i love michael vaughan he was like yeah really poor really poor from tim Payne, as if michael vaughan never gave someone a fucking spray on the field you know what is going on leave the australian cricket team alone you know what you want you want no action firstly get rid of the stump mic get rid of the stump mic it should be there only for snicko and um and if there's an incident on the field they can use it like at a tribunal okay i don't care about the banter on the field it's fucking lame as shit when you when you tell the players they're on mic and tim Payne does that that g-rated oh hey oh your shoelace is untied just kidding hey dude fuck that okay Turn it off. Turn it off. And I don't need to be... We don't need to interview the players mid-game either. They clearly hate it. Okay? Too much access. It's an elite sport. Alright? We're talking to Steve Smith when he's 85 not out. He doesn't want to talk to us. He's got shit to do. Okay? Leave the players alone, dude. Honestly. Honestly. It's absolutely ridiculous. And uh, Indian cricketing great Sunil Gavaskar, dude, this guy is a fucking loser, okay? Sunil Gavaskar has said that Tim Payne has no idea what he's doing, that he's a terrible captain, um, 
that it was extremely poor from him and that he should be stood down from the Australian cricket team for, for that Ashwin spray. And also, it was barely a spray. Um, and that uh, this game in Brisbane will be Tim Payne's last as captain. Sunil Gavaskar famously got out LBW and, and threw the toys out of the cot and took the other batsmen off the field with him and tried to stop the game because he thought he wasn't out. In possibly just outside the underarm incident, the worst bit of sportsmanship in cricket history. And he has the goal to say Tim Payne is a poor leader. Mate, shut the fuck up, you short cunt, okay? Leave Tim Payne alone. What more does the world want from Tim Payne? The guy's fucking exceptional, okay? He's a great leader. He's a great captain, okay? Leave him alone. People just want to have a go at everyone like no one's ever made a mistake or done anything weird. Immediate high horse. Immediate high horse, you know? I just love the the idea of like an alcoholic dad who spends no time with his kids being like, that Tim Payne, mate, not a leader. Not a leader for mine. It's like, mate, have another 4X, you fucking loser. Leave the team alone. Let them fly. That's what I say. So that's my cricket rap. And uh, it's not really about cricket, but I don't understand the culture around uh, cricket fans in the modern game right now. It's you're either a, a nuffy, absolutely obsessed beyond belief, or you're a casual fan who just spouts whatever the media says. And that's fine. I'm, though both of those are fine. But can we have some more people in the middle who actually have their heads screwed on and know that, yeah, mate, when you're trying to win a series, pressure's on, you might have to call someone a fucking loser, okay? I personally have no problems, okay? This idyllic gentleman's game, mate, go play in your backyard, okay, if you want to play that shit. All right, this is test cricket. I want to, I want it going off out there, okay? I want it fucking going off. I don't think that's too much to ask. So, that is the pod for this week. Welcome back. A little light on the yarns this week, but I think overall, uh, a, a strong return. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to tell myself something. But, dude, the pod will continue every Thursday. And, uh, and yeah, how good, dude? How fucking good? Just on here, retelling, retelling losses like they're wins. That's kind of the vibe I'm going for this year. You know, the Dine and Dash, it was poor, but I think it was very charismatically told. And that's really what this pod is about. So thanks for listening, dude. Catch you next week. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, way too long.